BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I remember going into a duty-free and the, went over to a not-to-be-named brand shelf because I knew their product was relatively high quality. And I'd used one of the moisturizers before because someone sent me one for free. And it was $150. And I thought, are you kidding me? I'm not paying $150 for a moisturizer. I know it costs like five bucks. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Beauty Podcast. It's our first of 2022. How are you, Carlene? Good to see you. Happy New Year. Good to see you. Happy New Year. I'm bringing the New Year vibes. Feeling good. Feeling great. Okay. Wow. <laughs> she's she's almost dropping the mic over there. She's so excited, everybody. <laughs> Today, we are featuring an absolute icon in the beauty industry, and that is none other than serial entrepreneur Marcia Kilgore. Yes. Marcia is the founder of several iconic beauty brands, including Bliss, you might remember from the 90s and the baby blue packaging. It was the iconic spa. We would see it in Sex and the City episodes, of course, based in Soho. She also launched uh, Soap and Glory, which was like a drugstore, really fun, like pink bath and body line. She's the mastermind behind Fit Flop. And most recently in 2016, she turned the beauty world on its head with Beauty Pie. Yes, that's right. And you and I were kind of saying that this is like Sephora meets Costco, right? Mm-hmm. It's a membership only company. So it's really the first of its kind, really kind of broke the mold. And, you know, it's like Sephora because it's a full range of beauty products like makeup and skincare, and they've got a body care line and supplements in the works. But like Costco, it's got this kind of like cutting out the middleman warehouse prices. So once you become a member and you mm-hmm. pay a monthly fee or an annual fee, you get access to these 75% off prices, luxury products at a discounted rate. I mean, they're kind of calling my name. I love designer at a discount. Hello. <laughs> Yeah. And so we'll try to break it down for you guys. There's a lot of numbers, but basically you pay $15 a month. And, you know, right now it's in the UK and in the US, but she's planning to roll out top secret. Mm -hmm. Well, not so top secret, but she told us she's planning to roll out to Canada and other parts of Europe sooner than later. That's right. So $15 a month, you get access to $150 worth of products. And they're all like, they have a value. They estimate what the value would be at retail. And then you're mm-hmm. paying 75% less of, than that. They also have 
a newer annual rate is $59 for the year, and that unlocks $3,600 worth of products for the year. So if you do the math on that, it ends up being like five bucks a month, and you mm-hmm. you have a bigger allowance to be able to right. spend. So if you want to fill your boots, that mm-hmm. one is definitely um, the better rate. And just to give you like a random example, they have like a Swiss-made super retinol vitamin C mm-hmm. night renewal moisturizer. They're saying that would cost $85 at retail, but with the membership, you'd be paying less than $15. So that's the kind of like super cheap rates you're paying. That's where you get that like Costco aspect to it, you know? Yeah, you know, and I know that everybody wants to know these specifics. And one thing I appreciate about this particular model, Carlene, and I was kind of thinking back to my days. I don't know if this is going to date me or not. It will, but whatever. Remember when you would get like Columbia House mailers mm-hmm. to your house as a teenager and you would get like the seven CDs for a penny and you would like send it back with all <laughs> your, your information. But then the catch there was like, you'd get the stuff up front from like next to nothing, but then they would like what they call like a negative billing. Like they would just keep billing you and send you yeah. a CD to your house, even though you didn't necessarily want it. But then you're right. like, Oh no, my parents are going to be mad if I send it back. So I guess I'll just keep it. And yes. it's like this vicious cycle where this isn't about that. Like you pay to access the products, but you don't need to buy your allotted allowance every month, right? You don't need to spend, yeah. spend, spend. And you know, this idea has gotten so popular that I think there is a question in a lot of people's minds. Is this the future of beauty? Because I think a lot of people who have joined don't Mm -hmm. go back afterwards because they're constantly launching new products, new categories. Mm -hmm. And Beauty Pie has become so successful. They were thriving during the pandemic when people couldn't go into the stores to shop. They doubled its number of members in the past year. That's a lot. And Beauty Mm -hmm. Pie has seen so much success that they recently announced they had raised $100 million in Series B funding. So you know that Beauty Pie is going to be coming to a country near you, a country that you're in, (laughs) if it's not there already. Expansion is definitely on the horizon. Yeah. And I think that's why we were so excited to talk to her specifically, you know, five years, six years into this company. And she's just about to, I think, level up with everything. So Mm -hmm. it was really fascinating. So today we're going to rewind a little bit. We're going to hear about Marcia's early days opening Bliss Spa in New York. Like we mentioned, these were the days when like Oprah was coming in the door and Madonna. Mm -hmm. It was just so iconic. We also get candid details from her about the moment she said sayonara officially to Sephora And what really sparked the whole idea for the membership beauty club and why, in her opinion, the beauty industry is honestly a little bit of a ripoff. Plus, you'll hear details on Beauty Pie's number one selling product, the Japan Fusion Pure Transforming Cleanser, along with details on the next big launches, including a nutrition and hormone expert developed range of supplements coming this month. So here she is. Welcome, Marcia Kilgore. Today's episode is brought to you in part by The Inky List. It's January, y'all, and I'm recovering from my holiday overindulgences, a few too many cookies and glasses of champagne. You feel me? But that's what's great about turning the page to a brand new year. It always feels like a good time to reset. And that applies to my skincare routine too. I'm going back to basics because we know that hydrated skin is happy skin. 
And I wanted to introduce our Breaking Beauty fam to two new hydration heroes from the Inky List, and they both cost less than $10. The new duo aims to amp up hydration 24-7. First up is the new Hyaluronic Acid Cleanser. It strengthens, not strips, the skin's moisture barrier and leaves skin hydrated until your next cleanse. And next is the Omega Water Cream. It's a lightweight yet hydrating moisturizer that's boosted with some of my personal favorite hydrating ingredients like glycerin. You know, glycerin really does the most when it comes to hydration. Plus, it has niacinamide in there. And those work together to optimize long-lasting hydration, help control oil levels, and even your skin tone. So if you want hydrated, healthy, glowy skin, head over to theinkylist.com and get yourself the two new super hydrating products. That's theinkylist.com, T-H-E-I-N-K-E-Y-L-I-S-T.com. We'll link to those products in our show notes and on our website. The Inky List, knowledge, your most powerful ingredient. Now back to the show. Well, hello, I'm Kitty Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Hi, Marcia. Welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I understand that like us, though, you're originally Canadian. Woo! So Woo! let's let's start no, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud to be a Canadian. Tell us about growing up in the prairies. That's a place I have not been, the prairies of Saskatchewan. So, so dust off some of those memories for us. So you know what? Saskatchewan is really beautiful. I mean, I guess like people always talk about Big Sky Montana, but it's actually Big Sky Saskatchewan. Gorgeous rivers. A lot of people who've been there will compare it to the Russian steppes if they've been to the Russian steppes. Just doesn't sound quite as glamorous, I suppose. But in <laughs> fact, it really is. When I go back to visit, because I have a lot of family there still, and my mom lives in Saskatoon, I realize just how beautiful that open space is and you know, having a 180 degrees of sky when you're driving through the prairies. So I don't know if I I realized when I was growing up how gorgeous it was and, Mm. you know, to have that, the emptiness, but also the fertility that you have on the prairies with, you know, so much amazing farmland and and just the beautiful vignettes of prairie life. Mm. But when I go back and visit now, I love it. And I moved to New York when I was about 17 or 18, having done my high school diploma at Evan Hardy Collegiate in Saskatoon. (laughs) So my sister lived in New York and I had visited her there when I was about 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. And once, you know, you go from Saskatoon, which if you've lived there for a while, you kind of know it. There's not that much new and exciting and you're a teenager. And then you go to New York City and everything is new and exciting. Like the pizza shop was new and exciting for me, right? Because it was Mm -hmm. a pizza shop. And you could literally sit on the sidewalk and watch people go by. And that was new Mm -hmm. and exciting. So I knew after my summer vacation um, with my sister in New York City that I I really wanted to go back there. So I went back to Saskatoon and I finished high school and I wrote the SATs and I got accepted to Columbia University. But unfortunately, the tuition payment plan that I had worked out, fell through. And mm. so I got to New York with the $300 I had saved up and a backpack, which my mother had given me. It was a backpack and luggage, which was my graduation present. 
So then you pivoted and you got your esthetician training instead. And I know you started doing facials out of your apartment and that's what led to your first spa, right? So it got very busy with my first little spa, which is called Let's Face It. And I thought, you know what? I got to make hay while the sun shines. I've got Mm -hmm. clients booked out for 18 months. I really don't have time to go to school part-time. I can always go to school later. And so I decided to focus full-time on the beauty business. Yeah. That's pretty incredible having clients booked out 18 months in advance. And you were a very young person. Were you kind of really social? Like, what was the scene? Was this in the 90s? Were you, you know, going into the nightclubs? Or were you kind of, you know, sex in the city lifestyle? What was going on? Um, You know, I had no money to live a sex in the city kind of lifestyle, (laughs) that's for sure. I think I probably wore the same pair of shoes as opposed to Carrie Bradshaw who wore a new pair of shoes every day. I probably wore the same pair of shoes for three years because that Mm -hmm. was all I could afford running my own business. But, you know, it was very small. I honed my skills doing facials. Um, Mm. Was I very social? I got a lot of clients from my sister who was a model at the time. She Mm. had a lot of people that she knew who were in the entertainment business and, you know, television and commercials. And also her agency would send me all of the girls who needed their faces fixed mm. so if they had acne problems or you know it was mm-hmm. usually just acne right young girls mm-hmm. who needed facials they sent me everybody and then they loved it so they would send me everybody else and then I got the stylists and the makeup artists and the hairdressers and the photographers and everybody came through there from like Annie Leibovitz to Lori Goldstein to Stephen Mysell to of Demi Moore, you know, it was like everybody wow. ended up in there because you kind of ended up being the one place to go downtown that was kind of hip and cool and gave good service. So yeah. we really focused on giving like a really incredible treatment with a non-judgmental vibe, Yeah, which was as opposed to any other place you could go in New York where it was often, you know, quite fancy and quite, um, oh, and it did such bad, you know, with shame. Yeah. yeah. We didn't go with shame. We would go with, hey, you're here to have fun. You look great anyway. We're just going to, you know, fix you up a little and massage you. But we were high tech on the treatments, but we made sure that people left feeling good about themselves rather than shamed about the condition they were in. And I think that made a big difference in terms of the repeat rate of our customers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was really the thing about Bliss. I know it would eventually turn into Bliss and maybe you can tell us about that, but it really was kind of a really approachable, you know, because before that spas were kind of very exclusive. And I know that very easily lent itself to the product line that you created. So when did that sort of shift happen, the level up? Yeah. So uh, I think, let's face it, which was my little first, place. I had actually a one-room studio for two years on Spring Street in uh, Lafayette, and that got too busy. So I rented uh, another place that was about 1,400 square feet, and we built some rooms, and I trained some other technicians, and we built that up for about three years. It actually took three years for that to get really busy, but then got to the point where people were so upset because they were called to get an appointment. Literally, everybody was booked for 18 months. It, It wasn't just me. It was kind of everybody. Mm-hmm. We were all doing the same protocol. So, you know, the the quality was consistent and great, but you'd call to get an appointment and it would be, well, sorry, you know, how about, <laughs> how about 18 months from now? That's what people wanted. So we knew we had to expand. So I wanted to name it something that would sort of tie, roll up the 
ideal in terms of how we wanted our customers to feel when they walked out the door after spending time with us. And that was Bliss. And that's why we called it Bliss, which, by the way, did appear in one of the episodes of Sex and the City. That's when you know you really made it because I think yeah. it was it was like I don't know if it was Miranda or if it was Charlotte who said, "I've got to go. I've got an appointment at Bliss." And somebody oh. said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that was very exciting. Oh my gosh! I wonder if it made the tour, the Sex and the City tour. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. yeah. I don't know. We should. Yeah, offered, there's. Yeah, you know, maybe. Or something. Yeah. yeah, and so and you had the product lines and all of that came was born right there on Prince Street and Broadway, right? Kind of. I mean, product <laughs> of. Yeah, I took a course. I can't remember when it was exactly, but I remember going to UCLA at one point and taking this crash course in cosmetic chemistry. We were selling a lot of other people's products at the time. So, yeah. you know, it was whatever was available. It was so different from now, right? You mm-hmm. know, like all of these contract manufacturers, I mean, there are thousands of them now all over the US and, and Europe and, you know, some more experienced than others. But back then, you know, it was not so easy to go find a lab that would make products for you. There were, you know, a few here and there, but it wasn't the booming business that it is now. So we went, we found some labs. And at the time, remember, there was no internet. Mm-hmm. It was just nascent. Like you'd go on, but unless you knew what to search, you wouldn't find, I didn't know the words cosmetic contract manufacturer. So you were just trying to find whoever you could find. And Somehow, I'm trying to remember how we found one lab in Long Island who actually had this fantastic chemist named, trying to remember his last name, Bill Somebody. He did 72 rounds on a hand cream for me <laughs> to get this high intensity hand cream and to make it, you know, perfect. But he was as much of a fastidious character as I was. And so we found a few labs and then we made the Bliss product line, which is very different than, you know, than it is yeah. today. I think they've restructured it. But it was really fun because then we included the Bliss products in the catalog, of course, and everybody yeah. ordered those. And suddenly we had this giant mail order business. So we had to yeah. open an office across. We actually opened an office in Dumbo for the mail order business, which before that was being packed like out of the back room of the spa. And still did facials at the spa as sort of our flagship. But it was a really fun time. What a wild ride. Those products were just, I think, so iconic at the time. They were like the first ones where people were like buying it for the scent even more than the product itself. I remember that. And then along came, you know, 2004, you actually sold the brand, correct? Or it was acquired? It was actually 1999. Oh, 99. Okay. Yeah, we had a few different large cosmetic conglomerate type businesses swirling around us. Mm -hmm. And I won't name the two who didn't get it, but every... (laughs) LVMH came in and you know what? They were very smart. They, I guess it was, I think, Bernard Arnault's daughter at the time wanted something really hip and cool in America. They flew me to Paris on the Concorde. I got to go. I mean, I'm like 29 years old. I've been living in a studio with, you know, mice for you know, quite a long time. So it was like Pretty Woman, except with LVMH playing Richard Gere. And of course, Julie Roberts has a few points on me. Also, just, you know, generally. From- <laughs> But I felt like, holy, I'm on a Concord. I'm going to Paris. They took me down the Champs-Élysées. I got to try on that necklace, you know, from Christian Dior, the one with all the beads. Uh, we went out for lunch in this beautiful garden. Uh, somebody gave me a Vuitton handbag. They sent me champagne, you know. So it was quite compelling. And then they said, you know, we'd love to buy a majority of your business and we're going to help you expand and you can open more spas. And they took me to the lab. Uh, the Christian Dior has a lab in Orléans and it's all part of the same thing. So 
you can formulate your products there. And, you know, it just seems like who wouldn't, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. was in 1999. I sold 70% of it and just, you know, became a minority shareholder, which people always say, oh, how, you know, was it hard? And you know what? I have been broke since I was 12, 11 years old. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> all right to be a minority shareholder um, and, and to have a bit of money in the bank. And you were still so young at the time. You're yeah. still like yeah. barely 30. 30. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. 31, I think I was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was great. It was a great opportunity and they were great partners. So can't yeah. That's great. incredible. It was the Louis Vuitton bag. I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tipped me over the edge. Yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you in part by Preply. Hola, amigos. It's me, Carlene. Just throwing around a bit of my Spanish there. Well, okay, I'm not, you know, completely fluent. But when I was a child around the age of four, not a lot of you know this, but I lived in Argentina for a year and I actually was fluent. I would speak to my family, Spanish, English. I would go to daycare. I was like rocking it. But of course, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I'm kind of sad about that now, but I was excited because a few weeks ago, my 11-year-old told me that they'd like to learn Spanish too. And actually, my kids' only cousins live in Mexico City, and they're all around the same age. So that's what kind of inspired it all. I think that's fantastic. And that's why we're signing them up for Preply. Preply helps you learn to confidently speak any language through live one-on-one sessions with expert tutors. So you know, you may have seen language learning apps around. They're kind of like one size fits all model. With Preply, what I really like, you get to choose your own tutor. And they have over 50,000 expert tutors from over 203 countries to choose from. And they have these little mini getting to know you videos. I watched quite a few of them. You get to hear them. You get to hear about their teaching style, their philosophy, and you just really get a vibe that these people love what they're doing. And I think that's so important so it doesn't feel like homework. You know what I mean? It's really more about learning to speak a new language more naturally, whether you want to immerse yourself in a new culture or succeed in your career. And on that note, today's guest, Marcia herself, is learning a new language. You're going to hear about that. If you haven't heard it yet, it's coming up. And personally, we're back in lockdown where I'm located. So I love that it's virtual and affordable. In person also can be very expensive. So if you're interested in learning a new language, book a private tutor today at preply.com slash beauty and get 50% off your first lesson for a limited time. That's P-R-E-P-L-Y.com slash beauty, preply.com slash beauty. Let's talk about your latest venture, Marcia, because I think it's so genius. So let's talk about the specific moment where you came up with the idea for Beauty Pie, which is a membership-only buyer's club. So was this one you wrote down? It came to you in the shower? What happened? Well, you know, I had just sold um, Soap and Glory mm-hmm. to Walgreens Foods. And it wasn't something that was my plan. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And I had to, you know, along the way, you know, Boots had sort of, um, well, I can't say this. <laughs> you might yeah. have to cut this part out because I legally can't say certain stuff. This is where we um, lean in. Sorry, Marcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay. There, there were several points. But it started with the sale of, of Soap Glory, which left me without a business to run. And without a brand to run, which is sort of my passion, right? I love, I think I love to communicate to customers through a brand because it gives us all something in common to talk about. And I just kind of love the women. I, I think I probably spend so much time giving facials to women. And I just like love 
the camaraderie of, you know, chatting to women. And so through social media and through your brand, you end up having all these friends, you know, generally women. There are a few men in the mix also, but, you know, lots of women out there. And I wanted to create that same, you know, kind of dynamic that I'd had for so long by having Phil and Glory and before that list. And so I, I was, of course, you know, the antenna was up and thinking, what can I do? But, the, you know, the landscape has changed so much in that right now, if you think about, okay, I'm going to go. And it was funny because when I called Sephora, this wonderful woman, I don't know if you guys have ever spoken to her. My buyer was Margarita Ariagata. Have you ever spoken no. to her? Brilliant, brilliant woman. She was head of something at Sephora. So she was sort of always my contact at Sephora. And um, of course, we would have buyers, you know, slightly private down the food chain, but she was amazing. And I had to call her when I sold Soap and Glory to Booth because Sephora had stopped Soap and Glory and had told us, you know, for many years that you no know, Sephora treats all their brands the same. And, you know, you get equal space, you get equal promotion, no matter, you know, who you are. And of course, Sephora has Kendo brands, which where they make their own brands and, you know, promote their own brands. So there's a little bit of a free Sean there because, of course, it's better for them to promote and sell their own brands because there's a higher margin there. But they w- would never um, say that's the, the case. Similarly, with Boots is now sold to Walgreens or they merged with Walgreens. So I called Margarita and I said, Margarita, I just want you to be the first to know because Women's Way Daily is going to be breaking this news. She said, you know, I've just sold Soap and Glory to Boots. So I'm not sure, you know, if Sephora is going to want to carry it anymore because it may end up going into Walgreens. And she said, well, that's very smart because, you know, you probably made a lot of money and we only push our own brands anyway. <laughs> it was like Truth five bomb. years, five years of them saying we push all our brands equally and then it, the truth comes out, right? So then you also realize that Facebook and Google, you know, previous to when that happened, Facebook and Google were great ways to get new customers because nobody knew how to get new customers on the social channels. And it was a $5 customer acquisition cost. And then you could, you know, sell them a couple of products and, and it was lucrative. Now, those costs are very different. Actually, what you end up paying to a Sephora, you know, 70% of the retail price is their margin, where you've got nothing left anyway to make your product with, is what you now pay to Facebook or Google to kind of show your product to a potential customer. And so I realized, well, this is just the same thing. You're selling through a distributor, whether it's Sephora or it's Facebook or it's Google, and they take 70% and that leaves you not very much left to make a great product with. And what is wrong with this picture? Because actually the beauty industry should be about making the very best possible product for the customer, not figuring out how to pay a retailer or Facebook or Google 70% of the retail price so that you can get the product in front of the customer. And so after just having, you know, that was mid-brain. I remember going to China, uh, I was in the Hong Kong airport and I'd forgotten my face moisturizer. And I was going to work on a collection for Fitbot in Dongguan. And it's very cold there. And they don't always keep the factories until about December. Uh, you go in there, you have a proper jacket. And even the hotel is not warm uh, until much later in the season. And I'd forgotten my moisturizer. And I remember going into a duty-free and the, I went over to a not-to-be-named brand's shelf because I knew their product was relatively high quality. And I'd used one of the moisturizers before because someone sent me one for free. And it was $150. And I thought, are you kidding me? I'm not paying $150 for a moisturizer. I know it costs like five bucks. 
And then I thought, why should anybody have to pay $150 for moisturizer that costs five bucks? And that was one, you know, there were a few different moments like that where I just thought the best part of working in the beauty industry, for me anyway, is going straight to the lab, getting to look at all the stuff that they make, having them send boxes of samples over. You know, every time one of those boxes of Swiss skincare samples would arrive at my door, I would always get so excited because you think, oh, you know, I can't wait to see what's in here. They always have these beautiful textures and they really were the experts. And I thought, how can I take this expertise that's already at these labs, these third-party labs who do most of the work in the beauty industry and get it to a customer without a thousand, two thousand percent markup that's normal in the beauty industry. And I just thought, wow, I mean, if I want way better prices on all of my face creams and body creams and high performance skincare and candles and whatever, it's got to be millions of other, other women who want that too. And so that was kind of the idea, like get a bigger piece of the beauty pie. And that kind of, you know, set the wheels in motion for me trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Mm. Now, it's such an innovative idea. Did you ever think, well, somebody must have thought of this idea before. Why haven't they done it? Like, do you ever think like that? Um, no. no. <laughs> People have said that about, about Pit Flop, actually. Someone yeah. asked me exactly the same question. Like, if this is so good, why didn't Nike or Adidas yeah. or whatever do it? And I was like, I don't know. They just, they didn't. Like, not everybody yeah. thinks. Yeah. Uh, and how you connect the dots in your sphere. I think for most people, I have now the skill set, the network, the experience to be able to create something completely different because I know how the industry works. And yeah. so w- once you know how the industry works, if you're then fearless enough to go do it completely different and not worry what anybody thinks, then you can do that. I think a lot of people, if you were more inside the industry, and I've always been a little bit of, a, I guess, a, an independent, I've never worked for a large you know, company like an Estee Lauder or any, you know, any company that was sort of part of that system. So I don't mind going and shaking it up a little bit. Whereas someone whose friends are all working and, you know, may not go and expose what the prices really are. And so I guess I had that opportunity to do it. And I also had sold by then, you know, two large businesses. And I just thought, gosh, this is kind of the only way forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, for me, the idea of going backward and doing the same old thing again yeah. was just yeah. depressing. But I did notice, you know how when you go to Google something and it the drop down is what's most commonly Googled about it? And a lot of people Google, are beauty pie products really luxury? Yeah. And or so, is it too good to be true? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I don't, is it that thing... And, yeah. That we've always had in our mind, you know, as we have this picture in our mind, like, is it in the same factory as luxury products and it's coming down the same line or yep. how do you respond to that? Is it really luxury? Well, yes. Yes, it really is. How do we and know? In fact, I would say, <laughs> well, try it. I mean, it's hard, <laughs> it's hard, right? I feel that we have to respect our factories mm-hmm. and our suppliers and we don't go dropping names all the time. No, Certainly, no, if you we went and looked up the ingredient list on our lipstick and stuck that into Google, you'd find out the other luxury brands that are using the exact same list. However, I will say with our skincare, there's nothing as good as beauty pie skincare uh, Mm. because we don't have a cost of goods target, right? So normally when you've been in the industry for a really long time, you know, I'm going to sell this product at Sephora for a hundred dollars. Sephora is going to take between 60 and 70. Mm-hmm. With the $30 I have left, I need to be able to pay my overhead, my travel, my salespeople, the gratis, mm-hmm. all the free stuff I'm giving to the influencers, 
I've got to pay my staff, right? And all of that comes out, right? And then mm-hmm. I have, if I'm lucky, 8% of that retail price to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Right. So you got to make that product for less than eight bucks. You can mm-hmm. make it for less than five. You make $3 extra. So what happens is companies think, well, I'm going to sell it for this because this is about where we need a product in this area. Mm-hmm. So let's work backwards. Mm-hmm. And we got to make it, oh, you know what? 20 cents over. Let's just shave a little bit of that extra active ingredient out of there. How can we mm-hmm. make it cheaper? How can we make it cheaper? This is not what we do at Beauty Pie. All right. And it's been five years. Five years old Beauty Pie is now. Yes. Yes. What has serviced as the number one bestseller? And why do you think people repeat purchase that particular product? Oh, well, we have. So we have a cleanser called Japan Fusion Pure Transforming Cleanser. And it comes from a fantastic lab in Japan. And it is just an amazing texture. And it just melts your makeup off like this. I think it's probably $7 or something about member's price. And I think we say, you know, we always compare it to like, you probably pay about this mm-hmm, for this okay. cleanser. I think it's about 25 right. or 30 or something like that. And why is it so good? I, I it, it was one of those ones where it dropped, it got this like life of its own. And then everybody just told their friends about it. Right. But we do have, you know, if we looked at the top 20, mm-hmm. we have a cream from Switzerland that we call super healthy skin, ultimate anti-aging cream. Sells like hotcakes is about mm-hmm. 20 bucks, but would normally cost about, well, probably more like 200, but we say it's a, you know, would be about a hundred dollar cream. There's an amazing chest and neck spray that we just launched that is going gangbusters. That is hmm. incredible. Like the before and after. Really? Like somebody sent us in. It's insane. Tech necks rejoice. <laughs> Lo- yeah, exactly. I'm looking at the before and after on your Instagram right now or on the Beauty Pie Instagram. It's, so it's like a spray. You put yeah. it on your decollete, you guys. It's a skincare yeah. product. Yeah, that's. I'm going to be needing that. Adds to cart. <laughs> one, of our, one of our customers just posted it in our Facebook page. We were just, oh, wow. You know, Thank and you. They yeah. just kind of went crazy. <laughs> but she's been using it, I think, for about a month underneath some shea yeah. butter cream. And it was extraordinary. The, the reviews on that are extraordinary too. And I'm curious, how many members are there of the club, so to speak? Now, do you know? Well, we don't release members, but yes, I know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We're we're in. I I joined that group. I'll let you know later, Jill. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's. Let's just say we have more than rent the runway. Yeah, but we have less than Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I mean, so can you tell us what is coming down the pike? Sure. I mean, January is an exciting month for us, especially for our American members. And we are hopefully going to try and get to Canada and to Europe next year also. Um, we just had a dreadful hey. software system that we went live with five years ago that we're finally getting rid of. And it's really held us up in terms of what we're able to do. But so January, we have a whole range of supplements that will launch in the U.S. and they've been created by this super nutritionist. She's, I, I always say that she's a prodigy because she looks about 25, but you, the amount of information in her brain about how nutrition works with the body to balance hormones, to make your energy levels higher, to just get your body ticking like a Swiss watch. I have never spoken to anyone or learned so much from someone and she's so young, but so incredibly um, thorough and knowledgeable and passionate about nutrition. So she helped us create a whole range of um, supplements. And then we have some quite exciting collaborations. So we've done a collaboration previously with Patty Dubra. I don't know if mm-hmm. you 
guys know her. She's a very yes, absolutely. Artist. She's wonderful. Love her. She's been on our show. She's amazing. And yeah. so she did a, a kit of a kit of makeup for us, and then taught all of our members, you know, how to, you know, makeup tips and tricks using her yeah. kit. But of course, she she guest appears in other other times as well. And then we have a fantastic, brilliant, hilarious dermatologist. His name's Dr. Andrew Markey, and he's a little bit under the radar because he's one of those secret celebrity dermatologist who doesn't mm. go out there talking about all of his, you know, famous mm-hmm. clients, but he is an absolute genius. I mean, you guys, if you ever have time, try and get him on the show. He's just thoroughly entertaining and also, you know, quite a realistic derm about, mm-hmm. you know, what really matters, what really works, what doesn't work and how, of course, beauty is supposed to be fun. So mm-hmm. he's done a collaboration with us also and different parts of it will launch throughout next year one part i think the first part will be in march but we're waiting for carton so it may end up being april mm-hmm. okay i have a, I have a question what's your most requested product from your community that you haven't been able to necessarily deliver on yet is there one you can reveal that you've been trying to get to people but you haven't been able to yet sure well everybody wants lash growth serums right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um it's something i personally get asked about all the time People Lash are like, what, what, what one works? What should I get? I'll pay a hundred bucks. I don't care. You know, yeah. it's a lot so of people love them. The ones that are hundred bucks are usually the ones that include, you know, by, by Mataprost. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is not legal to put in a non, there are brands who actually do put it in as a cosmetic ingredient, but it's mm-hmm. not legal. And there mm-hmm. are class action lawsuits being, count, you know, placed, countered against those brands. And yes, they do charge. I guess they charge the hundred bucks and then they just pay the lawyers. But, mm. but when you read what it's done to people's, mm. you know, as part of, as part of the um, due diligence, you'll see that it's actually quite dangerous to be putting something like that into a mm-hmm. cosmetic product. So mm. we have worked with different labs in Korea and um, also in Italy to try to have something that will help stimulate the growth, you know, how with the hair yeah. cycles, it's antigen, telogen, catagen, and you need to, lengthen one of them and shorten the other one so that your hair has a chance to grow longer before it falls out. And that's really all it's about. And so we're still working to get something that is, you know, noticeable in terms of the change it'll make for your eyelashes without being detrimental or potentially harmful, because Mm -hmm. that's just not our thing. Okay. And I, I do have one final question before we get into rapid fire. And that is just because you have, you are this serial entrepreneur. I want to know what's the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? I think you said earlier, Jill, that there are no shortcuts, right? And I would agree with that and say, you know, I once read like it's a marathon and not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a great piece of advice for any entrepreneur or most anyone. Life is a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. It's not going to be like you do something really well. It's sort of like being on a diet, right? You just always have to be watching that you're, you know, properly putting the right food into your body. And it never, you can't diet for a week and then like stop. And the yeah. same thing with a business. It's like you have to just consistently be beating that drum at a certain level to succeed. And it's not going to, be fast and it's not going to be easy. And everyone thinks there are these overnight successes, but you know, you look back on them and they took 17 years. So I'd say just, you know, remembering that it's a marathon and not a sprint. Are you the type of person who sets an intention for the year ahead or do you read your horoscope? Do you have Susan Miller on your phone? What are you looking forward to for the year ahead? Or is there a guiding principle for you for the next year? 
I always start January thinking I'm going to be more disciplined this year. I'm going to waste less time, right? And so I will always start saying, okay, I'm going to do yoga every day, even if it's for only 20 minutes, and I'm going to walk more, and I'm going to continue to learn a language, and I'm going to, I mean, I don't watch much television, but I'm going to use more my time more richly. And I think depending on what I need at the time, that what the definition of that will change, that's the, that's the issue. So this mm. year, I have not managed to do yoga for 20 minutes every day. <laughs> I have walked quite a bit. I am on day 406 of Mandarin. So wow. one thing kind of spread across that I guess if I pick like eight intentions, I'll probably end up with two. And that's pretty good. Okay. We're just going to ask a handful of really quick rapid fire questions, getting to okay. know you questions. What's one thing you miss most about living in North America? Dairy Queen. <laughs> what do you enjoy most about living in Switzerland? The mountains on the weekend. Something to climb when I'm not trying to climb a business mountain. (laughs) (laughs) What's the most expensive beauty object, like a skin tool or fragrance or something else else that's in your bathroom or on your vanity right now? YS Park does a really great hairbrush. Mm. And it is, I believe it's Japanese brand, although YS Park would be Korean, would it not? Um, But I think I bought this hairbrush in Japan. And it's great because it's got a combination of boar bristles and nylon. nylon bristles and because my hair is quite fine if I don't have that right combination it gets quite staticky and it was probably an $89 hairbrush okay so of course I've got creams galore all over my yes. face that would retail for much more than that but they don't yeah. cost me anything the hairbrush them from the lab love it and what do you think about when you're alone in your car shifting gears <laughs> <laughs> she stays focused to, she's focused I meditate a little bit when I'm in the car just, just a, a little bit of time to be alone a little bit of time I'm winding up or I'm winding down generally mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and trying to think about okay how do I stay focused when I'm at work and then yeah. how do I um be a good mom when I get home that's uh, great thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for your time today Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Let's